0: Welcome to Raise the Roof in Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Braden. I'm here by myself today. We'll be talking Arkansas baseball. We've got to recap this past week of Hogs baseball. Okay, so in this past week, Arkansas played a four-game series with University of Illinois Chicago and then two midweek games against Grambling. Arkansas went on to win all six. That puts them on a eight game winning streak heading into conference play and then the bats really came alive against UIC who had a lot better pitching statistics going into the series than Southeastern did the week before but yet the bats were still able to come alive and be much more effective against the Flames than they were against the Lions in that they scored double-digit runs in three out of the four games with the uac and then they scored 27 runs in two games against grambling so the bats are very much alive right now going into conference play, which is huge The pitching has been good the bats were the question and now the bats are alive So it's so a good signs going for good signs all around for the Razorbacks Let's talk about the first game of the Thursday doubleheader It was a Thursday doubleheader because there was snow on the ground Friday, so First, we'll start out with talking Connor Noland, who's been really good this year. Connor Noland went, his final stat line read six and two-thirds, gave up three runs over four hits, struck out 11, which doesn't sound all that amazing, but he had a shutout going through six innings, which probably could have been done after six. He didn't really have to come out for the seventh, but I don't question anything Dave Inhorn does and it works out for the most part. But the seventh inning is when there was some trouble, leadoff guy hits a double, ground out and a strikeout so we have two outs, man on second. And then a hit by pitch and a double scores two runs. So yeah. he's. One out away from getting out of the inning with seven shutout frames, but a hit-by-pitch and a double brings across two runs And then Yeah, and then One of the con brothers came up and he doubled and brings in the other the guy who hit the two RBI double So yeah looked like he was gonna get out of it with seven shutout frames possibly, but then a hit by pitch followed by two doubles to end the inning, to end his outing. So yeah. That seemed to happen last week with Connor Noland as well, where he was going he had five shutout frames going into the sixth. I think he already had a I think he already had a good amount of pitches thrown, like eighty maybe, going into the inning. And yeah I think he walked the bases loaded and then all three came out and all three ended up scoring in the inning and getting charged to him so yeah connor nolan has the last two games has had shutouts going deep into the game but then i guess he gets tired and then just can't find can't escape the last inning and then it just has done damage to his era whereas era could be down around two if he gets taken out with the shutout both weeks but yeah, he had some run support this week at least. UAC the southeastern game he had no run support going into that seventh inning. He was already a 7 to nothing game. So we had some run support which is probably why his leash was a little longer, is able to go a little bit until after a few runs had scored instead of trying to get out of the inning with someone else. Which, I mean, Evan Taylor ended up having to come in to finish the inning after three runs had scored. And Evan Taylor's been looking good when it. I mean, he gave up a run over an inning and a third in this outing, but he's had some better outings over the week as well. Evan Taylor's Taylor is looking like one of the guys that's going to be heavily used in weekend play, I think. We saw a signing of Jake Faraday, he got, I think he faced two batters, oh no, he faced three batters, he had a strikeout, and a walk, and maybe a hit by pitch. I think he had a strike, get a walk, and possibly a hit by pitch. It says he has three batters faced over one-third of an inning. No hits, no runs. And Miller Plyman came in for the last two outs. He got uh, a strikeout. He got both batters he faced out. So the pitching was good. It was a 12-4 win. And then let's look at the offense. Um, home runs from Caden Wallace has his first home run of the year in this game. Slavens hit one. And Jalen Battles hit one. I think Battles hit his third in this game. Caden Wallace hit his first. It was number two for Slavens. Slavens' home run wasn't quite the same monster match as his first one that went over the training facility in right field. But still, it's good right now to see Brady Slavens putting the bat to the ball. Yeah, Wallace was 3 for 5 in the game. Turner was 2 for 4 with 3 RBIs. Slavens was 2 for 4 with 3 RBIs. Battles was 2 for 4. Lenzilli was 2 for 3. Gregory was 1 for 3. Yeah. Bats started to come alive at the end of that southeastern series, and they very much carried over into this series with UIC. So that was game one, they won twelve to four. Good outing from Connor Nolan. Couldn't quite finish on a strong note, but overall it was a very good outing. Game two was a lot closer. It's five to four. Razorbacks were trailing for most of the game. They were down four to one heading into the eighth inning, and then. A four-run frame really, well, I brought him back, gave him the lead. And then they were able to shut it out in the ninth to keep on holding on to the win. Ledbetter got the start in the second game of the doubleheader. Gave up a run over three innings, so good outing for the freshman. I mean, one run over three innings That's a three ERA. We'll take that. Nesson Toll came in gave up a run over only two-thirds of an inning Cole Ramage came in two runs over three and a third And then Nick Griffin and Brady Tiger came in and combined to finish the last two innings both shutout frames The offense and we'll just go straight to the bottom of the eighth now four to one effort Let's see Starting off the inning, Lansillie was hit by a pitch and Kendall Diggs was walked. Battles got a fielder's choice that moved Lanceli to the third, but Diggs was out at second. So one out, runners on the corners in a 4-1 to one game in the bottom of the eighth. Not looking good right there. Because one pitch, double play could end it. And let's see. And then an RBI double for Zach Gregory scores Lenzili moves battles to third, which is a lot better. It took the Hogs out of double play position. It's a big hit. Good hustle got him to third base or to second base instead of keeping the double play alive, going runners on the corners with one out. So at that point it's four to two with sec- runners on second and third, and you have um. A wild pitch, Stovall comes up to bat. Then you have a wild pitch that allows Battles to score and Gregory moving to third. This play had to be reviewed as a very close play at the plate, but ultimately Battles was ruled safe, which was the right call. And then that made it a 4 3 game with a runner on third and one out. So you have the tiger run on third, one out. Huge 8th huge inning for the Razorbacks Stovall RBI single ties the game and Then And Wallace would also Single move Stovall up to second and Then Moore would fly out So two outs you still have runners On first and second 4-4 four, four, bottom 8 and Then you have Michael Turner who's been The best hitter on the team so far This season He comes up and he singles home a run Peyton Stovall come in to score the go-ahead run on Michael Turner's RBS single and then that would that gave respects the five to four lead and then as I said earlier Griffin and Brady Tiger came in to close out the last two innings and They were able to keep the flames at bay for the 5-4 win. That Was the only game out of the last? I'd say six, seven. So that's the only game in the last seven games where the Razorbacks failed to score double-digit runs. And then we skip Friday. There was no game. Then go to Saturday. Arkansas won this game 11-1. 10-1, 10 1. Clicked on the wrong game. Arkansas went on a win Saturday. 10 1 with Hagen Smith making a 5 inning start, only allowing up one run. Zebulon Vermillion came in, two shutout frames. And then Elijah Truss and Evan Gray each pitched an inning at the end of the game for, and didn't give up anything. Caden Wallace hit his second home run in. 3 days. It was a grand slam. I'm thinking the third inning to get the r- runs going. No, no, no. It was a 6th inning grand slam that really busted the game open and made it 9 to 1. 4 to 1 still manageable for the team, but that grand slam Came in a it was a five run inning that busted the game wide open, made it nine to one in the sixth. It's hard to come back from that. Turner, Lenzillian Slavens also hit home runs in this game, so it was a four home run game for the Razorbacks. Let's see. Arkansas was able to put four runs up in the Bottom of the third. Started out with a three run homer for Chris Lanzilli, which at the time was his first Razorback home run of the year, which was big for him. It was, it was time he needed one. He was a home run hitter at Wake Forest, and it, was, it took him a little while to get his first one in, a, in the Cardinal and White. And Slavens came up and hit one out to left. And Battles also had a double in the inning, but wasn't able to score. So yeah, three run homer from Lanzilli, and then a solo shot by Slavens next up. So it was a big inning for the Razorbacks in that game. Go up 4-0 and then the five run inning with the grand slam in the sixth was another huge inning for the Razorbacks to help really take control of this game let's see the sixth inning the fifth run was um after the grand slam turner Yeah, two batters after the grand slam turner came up and hit uh home run. i think at the time was probably his second of the year third And then Sunday was much closer than the that game. Sunday went up. It was a 10-8 to game. It was ended on a walk-off two-run homer from Chris Lanzilli. So the day after getting his first homer with the, Ar- the Razorbacks, he got a second one as well. It was also the second day in a row where Arkansas had a Caden Wallace Grand Slam. So, yeah. Going into the eighth inning... The score was 6-4. Yeah. UIC led 6-4 going into the eighth inning on Sunday. And then the Caden Wallace Grand Slam put them up 8-6, which at the time seems like it's going to seal the game. You go, you put a Grand Slam in the eighth inning good to go ahead. You think that's going to end it, right? Nope. UIC was resilient enough to score two runs in the top of the ninth, but with no outs in the bottom of the ninth. Chris Lenzilli sent all the Arkansas Faithful home happy with the two run walk off home run. Jackson Wiggins had a a rough start. Give up five runs over three and a third because UAC scored six runs in the fourth. So Jackson Wiggins was not able to get out of the inning. Cole Ramage got charged with one run over two innings. Evan Taylor pitched again in this game. Two thirds of an inning, no runs. Freddie Tiger was charged with two runs, and the, the two runs in the ninth inning. First time all year, I think he'd been charged with a run. And Domi, had to come in and finish the game. And that fourth inning was not good for the Razorbacks. The Flames were able to put up six runs and really take control. At that point, made it six to two. But Marcus a third, and they had gone up two to nothing. Webb had reached on an error. Gregory singled on a bunt single for Gregory, and the balk moves him over to second and third. RBI ground out for Caden Wallace. And then RBI bunt single for Robert Moore. So yeah, that was a bad inning defensively for UIC in that game. And, but then they were able to come up and score six runs in the fourth. Argus have put up two in the seventh to really close the gap. So there's a lot of clutch hitting for the Razorbacks, scoring eight runs in the last three innings to win it 10-8. to eight. Home runs in this game came from Wallace and then Zilly. So the grand slam in the eighth and the two-run walk-off were the only two home runs for Arkansas in the game. It was a rough game, but then moving to Grambling, it was not a fun series for Grambling State. 14-1, eight-inning mercy rule, and thirteen 13-3, eight-inning mercy rule in the two games. Game one ended on a technically a walk-off grand slam for Brayden Webb. Came up, bases loaded in the bottom of the eighth in a nine in a nine-run game. Hit a grand slam down the right field line off a pitcher that was maxing out at about 76 miles an hour. Let's see, home runs came from Turner and Webb. Were the only two home runs in the game. Mark Adami, I got the star. Gave up a run over four innings. Trest Vermillion had an inning each of relief work, and Gabe Starks was able to come in and pitch the last two innings of shutout baseball. Arkansas, three runs in the second, two in the fifth, two in the sixth. Grambling scored one in the top of the first to take the lead, but after that, it was all Arkansas. As I said, three in the second gave them the lead. Two in the fifth, two in the sixth really gave them control of the game, making it a 7-1 a to one game after six innings. And seven are on bottom of the eighth. It really, they, Grambling lost control of the game. Arkansas was able to score seven in the eighth inning to and enact the mercy rule, capitalized by that grand slam from Braden Webb. Let's see. Stovall, three for four, two RBIs. Turner, one for four, with three RBIs coming off that home run. Lenzilli was two for four. Savens had two RBIs in the game. Webb had the grand slam. So, yeah, the Bats were good in that game. 14 1. Coming back on Wednesday, 13-3 to win. Austin Ledbetter got the start. Rough one for him, gave up three runs over two and a third. Morris came in, relieved two and two-thirds innings, no runs. Hess and Toll came in, two shutout innings, and Griffin finished the game off with an inning of shutout baseball. So early on, there's a lot of runs early on. After the third inning, he was 6-3 to Arkansas. I was able to get home runs in this game from um, um, No one 13 runs in the game without a home run You Don't see that very often anymore Payton Stovall another three-hit game for him Chris Lindsey lead three for six three rbis Lavens two for five three rbis You know, three run first inning for Arkansas. Walk single to start the game. It's never a good sign. And then Fielder's choice moved over. Wallace still always out at a second. And then a strikeout to Lenzilli. So they have two outs. Runners on first and third. And then a Intentional walk to more to loads of the base after it's already 3-0 didn't want him swinging 3-0 and popping something off So yeah, bases loaded after the walk to more than Slavin's Doubles down the line two rbis More goes to third and That yeah. An error on the shortstop allows more to score and Webb to reach base, but Slaves were not able to score after that. That's how the game started. It was just bad omens all the way from there. Grambling ended up with four errors in the game. So a lot of, lot of good weeks going for Arkansas and offensively. Is Four guys were really carrying the offense currently right now Caden Wallace had a It was a national player of the week where the weekend especially against UIC Three he had three home runs 13 rbis two grand slams in the series Peyton Stovall and Michael Turner and Chris were The other three that have really been carrying the offense as of late Let me see They all have some good hitting streaks going right now. Some amazing offensive numbers going into this Kentucky series to open up conference play, which I will talk about momentarily. Let's see. This is is the wrong one. I think Michael Turner did not have a hit on Wednesday, but he had a seven-game hitting streak ended. And going into on that seven-game hitting streak, he had a .462 average with three home runs and 14 RBIs over seven games, which is incredible. Peyton Stovall is currently on a nine-game hitting streak. He has multiple hits in five out of his last six games. He's hitting 565 in that stretch. I just talked about Wallace. Three home runs, 13 RBIs against UIC over the weekend. And Chris Lanzilli is on a 10-game hit streak hitting, I think, 472 in that stretch. He's currently the team leader in batting average. Turner currently leads in home runs with four and I think in RBIs as well with 21. So yeah, those four bats are incredibly hot right now. Farkins are going into Kentucky. And then previewing Kentucky, we have those four players that are incredibly hot. There's some Kentucky players with very good offensive numbers. Chase East Step, their third baseman, currently hitting 471 in 18 games, which is incredible. He has 7 home runs and 21 RBIs. And then he hits second in their order, their third hitter, Plastiak. He also has 6 home runs and 23 RBIs. So you take their top 2 home run hitters, they have 13 home runs. I think you would take our top 4 or 5 home run hitters to match that. We have Walter Turner with 4. We have, I think... Slavens and battles each with three, so that's ten right there. And I, I think our next highest is. I don't think we have. Oh, well, Wallace has three. So yeah, takes our top four home run hitters to match their top two guys right now. But their pitching numbers not quite as impressive. They have their Saturday and or their Friday and Saturday stars both have ERAs above seven. So both offenses are clicking right now. So I think they're should probably be a lot of runs scored over the weekend. Arkansas pitching has been a lot better than the Kentucky pitching at, so far in the season. So that should give Arkansas the advantage over for the series. But it would be hard to contain this Kentucky lineup at least for all three games. So at least one is probably going to be close to double-digit scoring on both sides. But we'll see though. This Arkansas starting rotation has been... Very effective for the most part this year of Connor Nolan, Hagen Smith, and Jackson Wiggins. Nolan's coming in with a 351 ERA. Hagen Smith is at 266, I believe. And then Wiggins' ERA is a lot higher than after his last or he at a 260 going into that game, but now his ERA is. I think the, went from the lowest out of the three, I think, to the highest out of the three over that one start. But I give advantage Arkansas based on the pitching going into this series. But, and then the second baseman is also hitting, I think, around 390 for Kentucky currently. He's, and he hits down near the bottom of the order, which is makes it even more impressive. We have a guy hitting in the bottom of the order at, 390. Yeah, Jackson Wiggins ERA went from 260 to 435 over his last start, which is not good. Doesn't bode well going into a conference series, but for the most part, he's been effective. Three good starts in four appearances is law of averages say he'll have a good start against Kentucky on Sunday. So we'll see what happens with that. Say, Barbara Moore and Brady Slavens are also little bit of a cold streak going into this series. for war's average, I think he's down to 265. Slavitz is down to 237 going into the series. But they're both very good players. Both know how to hit, so I think they'll bounce back. I, I, don't, I wouldn't worry about them too much. But our quartet of bats at the top of the lineup right now are carrying the offense and doing an amazing job of it. And their starting rotation has been very effective for the most part. The bullpen's not been bad. A bunch of freshmen in the bullpen right now doing very good Austin Ledbetter's had a few really good appearances Brady Tigers looked good Nick Griffin is a redshirt freshman after missing last year due to injury he's looked good Nick Moten's a guy we haven't seen much of out of the bullpen but he's he's a really good pitcher and then he'll probably get some more innings as we go down the season and he develops Vincent Trapani another freshman that could see some innings later on and once these guys develop I think this bullpen and this starting rotation is going to be very good. Next year, there's some young, there's some young guys that are moving to that starting rotation. Could be a very good rotation. Next, year. put in Brady, Tiger, Austin Ledbetter, Hagen Smith, very young and very good. Jackson Wiggins will probably still be here next year. I think he's a sophomore. I don't think he's 21, so he'll be here next year. So probably Smith, Tiger, Wiggins looking at next year's rotation. Maybe that's too far ahead of myself. We'll see how this season plays out. Arkansas and Kentucky play this weekend, 6.30 Friday, 6.30 Saturday, noon on Sunday, as Arkansas heads into spring break. Alright, just quick recap. Both teams are coming in with a strong lineup. Kentucky struggles with their starting pitching. Arkansas starting pitching has been effective. Team ERA only at 313. Team ERA for Kentucky at 555, I believe. So I'd say Advantage, Arkansas. Thank you all for tuning in.